Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and it is great to be back talking baseball for another week. We took last week off in between Christmas and New Year's, a little bit of a holiday break, and I hope you all had a good holiday season. Uh, Trey, I hope you had a good holiday season. Getting into anything fun for Christmas or New Year's this year? Just the traditional stuff for me, you know, time with family was always fun. Um, was Santa, Santa Claus good to you this year? <laughs> uh, you know, we so we went to my um, sister's house in Charlotte for Christmas. We didn't even bring our like we, we you know, me and Mariah, we still have stockings and they still get filled every year. Um, but we didn't bring them to, to Charlotte for Christmas this year. But Mariah gave me some very nice uh, sweaters and flannel shirts, including the one that I'm wearing right now. So uh, I, I, I got that's nice. You know, no one can see it other than me, but that's nice. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you deserve. To she see did a it. good job. Mariah, you, I know you're listening. You did a good job. I'm proud <laughs> of you. Um, way to save your boyfriend. I mean, your boyfriend. Your whoa, husband, whoa. I'm getting demoted now. As someone who's at your wedding. Yeah. Oof. It has been two years, and I'm getting demoted over here. Wow. Well, you know, maybe someday she feels that way. She wants to demote you. I'm <laughs> I just hope saying. Not. I uh, hope not. No. Uh, you know, I, uh, but that's good to hear. I know you, you got to meet your, what, your nephew for the first time, right? Uh, no, we, we'd seen him a couple times, but, um, you know, they do live down in North Carolina, so I don't get to see him too often. So always good to spend time with him. And but This uh, was his first Christmas, right? Yeah, it was his first Christmas. He was born in, that's cool. in May, so. Always good that's to spend time month. with the little nephew. Yeah, good month. A lot of May birthdays, uh, of course, me and you. A lot of May birthdays around our family. So, um, yeah, it was it was a good time. Good, good holiday season in the Atkins household. And uh, now we are into 2024, and that means it's time for New Year's resolutions. Uh, I'm not really one to really do a whole lot of resolutions personally. Although last year I did, I did make a resolution to run a half marathon last year and I ended up running two half marathons and a full marathon. So success on that one. Um, humble brag there. Thank you. Uh, but we're going to look at the baseball world and what some new year's resolutions might be for MLB teams, for players, for the league as a whole. Uh, as they look at 2024 and what they hope to accomplish. So I'll kick things off and I will say, and you know, these might be similar to our, our Christmas wish list that we did a couple of weeks ago, uh, but that's all right because they kind of go hand in hand. I will say for the Braves, their New Year's resolution has to be getting out of the NLDS because two years in a row of getting knocked out by the Phillies, by your arch rival in the NLDS is just embarrassing and not good for the team. So that's got to be their number one New Year's resolution. And you could even make sub-resolutions within this. You know, how you go about that by trading for a quality starting pitcher, which we'll talk about a little bit later, or signing a quality starting pitcher, or, you know, bringing in anyone to help fill out the roster. Uh, there's a lot of ways they could go about this, but that has to be resolution number one for the Braves. 2024, get past the NLDS, make it at least to the NLCS, but... You know, another World Series would be nice too. 
I'm gonna go with the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. And for me, it's don't get discouraged if you take a step back this year. Because that could really derail, you know, a team a building team. Like you look at and this is kind of a weird comparison, but like you look at the Cubs. And the Cubs, after they won the World Series, like everyone thought, all right, this could be a dynasty. And then they took a step back the year after, and it seemed to be just like slowly but surely it derailed. Well, the O's had this dream season. And I'm not, you know, obviously the O's are probably the first step of that, while the Cubs were at like the penultimate step. But don't, I think for it being the surprise team last year, and you could throw the Diamondbacks in this as well, um, you kind of naturally will take a step back just because it's hard to win 104 games. It's hard to make it to a World Series. Like, Baltimore's in the best division in baseball. Like, you know, if they they can repeat it, but I would be shocked if they did just because it's a tough division. I mean, you know, the Yankees got better. The, the Rays are still going to contend. The Blue Jays, you know, I think they're going to take more risks. Look what they did with Otani. Like, so I, I, for them, don't get discouraged if you take a step back. You're still on the right track. That's a good one. That's a good one. I didn't see that coming either. So uh, we throw a little bit of curveball there, and I like it. I mean, for someone who gave me this topic about an hour before we started recording, <laughs> I, I thought it was good. Yeah, I'm real good about that. Um, number two for me, I would say for the Chicago Cubs, just do something before the season starts. Make some kind of move, some kind of free agent signing or some kind of trade. Do something because they went out there and they got one of the best managers in baseball at the beginning of the offseason. They went out there and they got Craig Council, stole him away from a division rival, and they brought him in to be their manager. And they have not done a single thing since to improve that team. They, I, don't, like, I don't think they've made any move. I, I cannot think of one move they've made this offseason, whether it's free agent or a trade. And they need to do something because Craig Council is a great manager and he's going to help improve that team. But you got to give him the players to work with. You know, they had a good team or they were good at, at times last year. They could have been better and they could be better this coming season. But they're probably not going to have Cody Bellinger again. Don't know about Marcus Stroman. So they have to do something, you know, make some kind of move before the season starts to improve this team. Otherwise, why did you go out and get Craig Council? Like, yes, he's he's going to help, but you got to give him players to work with. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Um, if you're spending for the manager, you need to spend for the players. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's a good one. I feel like when you said do something, I think of the meme and, like, gif of, like, the guy yeah. poking the stick and it says do something. That's probably how Cubs fans feel right now. Yeah, I I can uh, I can attest to that. that. That's that's a pretty good one. Um, I think I have I have one more, and I'm trying not to do one with the Yankees. I mean, I think you throw the Red Sox and to do something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's you know to add to that. Um, I think it is. Uh, It's general for baseball. The two biggest stars in the sport need to be healthy all year. 
Because at the yeah. end, of, they weren't last year. And and the two biggest stars, in my opinion, are Shoya Tani and Aaron Judge. And I'm not saying they're the two best players, to be clear. I just think if you walked up to people, interviewed 100 people, and asked the name of a baseball player, a majority of them would pick either Shoya Tani or Aaron Judge because Shoya Tani is unique and Aaron Judge is the best player in the Yankees. And that's how the sport works. Like if you go out and name, has people to name a football player, I bet Dak Prescott gets hit a lot. It said a lot because he's starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and he's not the best quarterback in the NFL. And I'm not saying he's not great. That different, different podcast type, but my, that just to make my point. But like, obviously, Otani, I think will be healthy, more likely to stay healthy this year because he's only going to hit, um, because of the Tommy John surgery. And Aaron Judge, let's just not destroy a wall and break your toe. And I think. It'll be good for baseball because I think you have your two biggest stars on your two biggest teams. And I cannot remember a time where that happened. You know, for so many years on the Yankees, Jeter and A-Rod. But like, the best players on one of the biggest teams. And I can't off the top of my head remember when's the last time that happened. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, could have been the the Yankees back when they had Jeter and A-Rod and they were the two of the best players in the league. Yeah. So, stay healthy. I'm wishing – I know that's kind of an impossible task, but, like, those two guys just stay healthy. That's definitely a good one. I mean, yeah, staying healthy is a very good resolution, especially for those two players. One, but I don't know if you have a third one. Well, I'll tell you what, my third one was going to be Jacob deGrom needs to stay healthy for an entire season. You know, he signed that big contract with the Rangers, went out there, pitched a couple games, and then missed the rest of the season, got a World I Series win. DeGrom take, but our debate over there is aged like fine wine. <laughs> I just want to point Yeah, that's like one of our longest standing arguments, and it's aged like fine wine. Yeah, yeah, you're you're not wrong. Um, so, yeah, I would say DeGrom needs to stay healthy uh, you know if i had to give you a third one that would be mine real quick uh, my third one is mike trout needs to demand a trade <laughs> there you go all right i think it's simple a i'm on that i've said that for a month now like just you gotta pull the dame lillard you gotta pull the you know whatever and just get out of get out of anaheim, anaheim. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to call it L.A. It's Anaheim. They're not in Los Angeles. It's just... He just doesn't seem like the kind of guy to do it, you know? Like, I'm I sure he wants it. to win. I respect it a lot. Yeah, I do too. And I'm sure he wants to win, but he's got to know that the Angels it's aren't for both worlds to just trade it. Yeah, it really would be. Trade him to Philly. Like, it's... It... It's per like Philadelphia would be the perfect destination, and they're perfectly set up to take. Yeah, yeah. It seems it seems Bryce Harper's not going to be in the outfield. Like Bryce Harper's not going to be in the outfield. Yeah, I'll take his spot in the outfield. You know, you're not keeping. You know, obviously Reese Hopkins is not going to resign. Harper's going to play first. Like the whole like the hometown kid from Medford, New Jersey. Coming home. It does. We'll see. Hey, we're on the Yankees. 
Like that. Think about that. Like I don't even like he's not going to be a Yankee. He should be a Philly. We'll see. Uh, I mentioned a few minutes ago that one of the ways that the Braves could go out and accomplish my first resolution of making it past the NLDS is by bringing in a quality starting pitcher. They may have done that this past week when they traded for Chris Sale from the Boston Red Sox. Uh, I say may have done that because he's not the pitcher that he used to be. He's been injured the past couple of seasons, hasn't pitched that much. He did start 20 games last season, so that's definitely an improvement from the two games he started in 2022. Uh, But he just hasn't been healthy the past couple of years. He hasn't been the pitcher that he was with the White Sox and his early years with the Red Sox. So, you know, it's definitely a move and it could be good. Uh, but I just don't know that it's what they need to to really bolster that rotation because that's been what they've need. That's that's what we've said all offseason. What they need to do is get a top tier quality starting pitcher uh, to go with Spencer Strider and Max Freed, and they go out there and they get Chris Sale. Uh, I don't know that he's the one that's going to get them over that hump, but he definitely can at his best but I just don't know that we're going to get his best at this point. He's 34 years old. He's been injured the past three seasons. I don't know what's left for him. Yeah, this is kind of a, you know, low risk, high reward move for the Braves. They, they signed for an extension, but um, I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but I know it's not overwhelming. I think it's what, like two for 18 or something like that. Yeah. It's not a lot of money at all. So this is a, low risk move with high rewards. So are you I kind of like it if I'm Atlanta. Like we'll see what they make, but if like they weren't able to afford, you know, a Blake Snell for example or or whoever, if you get Chris Sale and let's say Chris Sale is your third pitcher and it's you know 85% of what Chris Sale was, like that could be really that could be a really good me- deal that's cost efficient. Like We've seen these deals work out good, and we also have seen these deals work out bad. I mean, I I think this is definitely a, a move that Atlanta can make that's affordable when they have a lot of money commit, committed to a lot of, you know, young, good players. And you bring in Chris Sale, and I think it's a move that could work out, but also a move where come, you know, the trade deadline, they could throw them in a trade to get, you know, to get someone else, I think. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, you know, it I mean, it is low risk because they uh they like you said they did sign to the extension, but it's a relatively cheap extension, uh, especially for a, a player that's as accomplished as he is. Um so it could work out. Fangraphs projection or not Fangraphs, baseball uh baseball reference projections for Chris Sale in 2024, they think he'll go 7 and 6 with the 434 ERA and 122 strikeouts in 112 innings pitched. That's not fantastic, um, but really, you know, the Braves are going to get to the playoffs, so they really need him for the playoffs. If he's healthy in the postseason and he can help them win at that point, that's what they need. So, you know, what his regular season looks like, if it's if it's not that great, that's fine. If he's healthy going into the postseason and he's pitching well at that point, that's what they need. So that's what that's I'm sure that's what they're hoping for uh, with this trade. For Chris Sale, um, 
I don't know if that's all they're going to do this offseason. You know, they've been linked to Dylan Cease for so long and nothing's happened there. There are a, a couple of other free agent pitchers still out there that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. But uh, I don't I don't know if that's all the Braves have planned. If they got Chris Sale and they're like, all right, we're good. We're going to roll with that. Uh, I don't know. You know, it seems it feels to me like they could go out there and still make another move. But the fact that they went ahead and signed him to the extension after trading for him makes me feel like probably that's that's their big one for this offseason. Other free agent pitchers that are still available, you got Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell, the reigning National League Cy Young winner, and Marcus Stroman, who we mentioned earlier talking about the Cubs. Uh, these players still yet to sign, and there are lots of rumors flying all around. Jordan Montgomery has been linked to the Yankees. Uh, Blake Snell apparently wants to play for the Yankees. And Marcus Stroman has three teams that could be interested in him, and that's the Giants, the Angels, and the Orioles. Uh, where do you think each of these guys ends up playing this season? Oh, Blake Snell goes the Yankees, and they have the two Cy Young winners. That's yeah, I'm sure you do. Pretty did. good combo. I mean, to lose on, you know, Yamamoto, who, you know, after recent reports, has basically just wanted to go to the Dodgers. Um, I think getting Blake Snell would be good. Um, I think that would be a really good move for the O's. And it, you know, they all make sense to me. Like, you know, Texas. You obviously you have Scherzer, you'll have Degrom, but getting I think that stability that Jordan Montgomery brought for them was really big in the postseason. And I think you know you don't know what you're going to get from Degrom, you don't know what you're going to get from Scherzer, but having that reliability, like he would be your clear number three pitcher if they're at their best. But Montgomery, I think, would be you could argue like the most reliable from a health standpoint. So I I, I kind of see you know all those moves making sense for those teams um yeah that's kind of where i sit on it like i'm at more of a wait and see approach this time with free agency now that all the moves are done like big moves are done or at least the you know the two biggest are done three if you want to you know count juan soto uh but yeah that's kind of where i'm at what what about you you know blake snell to the yankees it does that one seems like it makes sense um, Jordan Montgomery, like we said, he, the, he, uh, he's been linked to the Yankees, but apparently according to MLB.com, the Rangers are the number one suitor for him. I think it makes sense for him to go back to Texas. He just won a world series with them. He was a huge part of that world series team. Uh, if they want to continue to compete and play at a high level, I think it makes sense to him for him to go back to Texas for Marcus Stroman. He had a really good year last year. I mean, there was a point where we were talking about him being in Cy Young contention. And uh, I could see him ending up at any of those three teams. Um, obviously, the Angels always need pitching. That's what we've always said they need. And they've tried. They've tried to go out there and get pitching. You know, they had Otani, who was a two-way player for five years. They brought in Noah Syndergaard a couple years ago, and that just didn't work out. So it would make sense if they want to go after a guy like Marcus Stroman. But, uh, you know, I think the, the Giants would be a good fit for him. I think that it would be a good move for the Orioles, but I think the Giants are a little more desperate to make a move like this. And so I could see him ending up in San Francisco bolstering that rotation so that they can try to keep up with the Dodgers this offseason. Yeah, I, I think um, Stroman is such a big game pitcher that I think getting that, because that's kind of what the O's missed in the postseason is kind of that guy who just step up for them in the big game moment. Like, 
that was the one thing you could like you look at Marcus Stroman like my my big take from it like if this was a big game like you go back to WBC his time there you you go back to his postseason play like you know Masahiro Tanaka was not the best you know I regular season pitcher but come playoff time he seemed to step his game up like you know I choked about playoff Tanaka but like playoff Tanaka was a real thing. I think Marcus Stroman, you know, he was just – he felt like if it was a big game and you had that guy on the mound, you know, he, he, he felt really good about it. And I think getting that kind of pitcher for the O's would be huge for them because let's say they're a wild card team this year and it's one game. I feel really good with their lineup rolling out Marcus Stroman because he will yeah. – he will – he will go all out and he will pitch his ass off in a big game. And that, that is the number one, like to me, when I look at Marcus Stroman, that is the number one quality he has. It's not his stuff. It's not his command. It's that he is so good in the big moments. And that's a really, you know, underrated value that a pitcher can have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would make him a really valuable addition to any team. So I think that he's, it's honestly, I don't know. This is the way that the baseball off seasons have gone for a couple of years now. So I want to say I'm surprised that we have guys this talented still unsigned, but that's kind of the precedent that we've seen over the past few off seasons. So uh, I hope that they'll sign somewhere soon and we'll you know be able to see where they're going and how they'll fit into their new teams. But you just never know what's going to happen or how long it's going to take. And, you know, this year it's, it's taken a while. So, uh, but Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell, Marcus Stroman, you know, they're all really, really good pitchers still in the free agent market. You got Josh Hader, a uh, top tier reliever who's still unsigned. So, you know, don't know where he'll end up, but there's, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that would love to have him in their bullpen. So a lot of, a lot of names to watch as we continue throughout this off season. Uh, in terms of position players, Harrison Bader signed a deal with the Mets to help them round out their outfield, a one year, $10.5 million deal. Uh, of course, he spent a couple of, or parts of a couple of seasons with the Yankees in 2022 and 2023. Uh, so you got to watch him a little bit when he was with the Yankees. He's a pretty, you know, he's he's a pretty solid guy. He's not going to go out there and be a star, but he's a solid, reliable outfielder. So I like that move for the Mets. Yeah, I agree with it. I, you know, Bader's a New York guy too, so that's going to be good. You know, I think kind of like the same thing with the Yankees. The fan base is going to love him, so. Yeah, I, I kind of wish the Yankees kept Bader, you know, when they – but is what it is at this point, and uh, he's now a Met. And I think he'll, he'll fit in pretty well there. So that's about all that's going on around Major League Baseball right now as we get into 2024. How you feel? How you feel about 2024 from, from a Yankees standpoint and from an overall baseball standpoint? Good. I think this could be the biggest year. You obviously are, you know, Dodgers, Padres, and Korea. I think that's the start of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot I about think, that. Because it's going to be on air. It's going to be on, I, I would assume, ESPN or Fox. The crowd should be awesome for it, given you're going to have the signings that both, because a lot of, you know, Korean players have signed actually with San Diego. And then I, a couple of Korean players have signed with San Diego. And then obviously – you have the two big Japanese stars in LA. Yeah. Like that's going to be a big game. Um, I think that's going to provide a unique spark. 
because it's going to be a packed stadium to start the year. Obviously, opening day is typically packed. I think with the big stars, as many big stars now on big teams, you have Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, Otani, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, um, you know, Acuna. You, like most, if you made a top 10 list of players in the league, they're on big teams. Yeah. Like, maybe I thought about like Trout, which is, you know, we're back <laughs> again. But, you know, like Bryce Harper's on the Phillies. Like, that's a big team. So I think this is I think this could be a really big year for baseball. I think it'll be good. La- last year was a really fun season. I feel like there were a lot of big moments. Uh it was, you know, it was competitive. You had some new teams showing up and playing really well like the Orioles and the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Uh it was just a really fun season. Of course, we saw Miguel Cabrera's farewell tour. Um you know, I don't know of anyone that is retiring this season, he's kind of the last one of his of his generation. Uh, of course, we still have you know Scherzer and Verlander and Kershaw all pitching, so I'm sure one of them is going to retire before too long. None of them have announced it yet, though. Um, but yeah, last year was just a really it was a really fun season, and I feel like I think you're right. I feel like it could be setting up for an even better year this year with the the way the Dodgers have loaded up. I think they're going to be obviously one of the best teams in the league, but every, you know. I'm surprised at this, but even with how much the Dodgers have done this offseason, I've seen a lot of analysts and a lot of you know a lot of websites like ESPN and Bleacher Report saying that the Braves are still the best team in baseball and the Braves still have the best shot to win the World Series. I'm honestly surprised at that because they haven't done too much this offseason and the Dodgers have. So I'm fine. I I you know, I'll take it. I'm just surprised, but I think that this is going to be a very good, very fun season. I think it, it's going to be competitive. Uh, you know, all the teams in the National League, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Phillies, uh, the, I think the Giants could be better this year. I think it's just going to be a really fun season. Looking forward to it. I, I agree. Spring and training you, can't get here soon enough. Yep, the two catchers report before you know it. As always, if you want to connect with us more about the season, your thoughts at News at Trail Alvin Keith. At Foul Ball Area, leave us that five-star review, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.